0: Hey, hey, how are you? I'm good, honey. How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. It's uh, Monday, uh, stressed at work, usually. Today uh, today's more of the same. Just currently oh. holding my daughter. What about you? How's everything going?
0: Everything is going good here. It's cold mm-hmm. and rainy, and so it feels colder than... Yeah, so I missed the summer already, but,
1: you know, whatever. Yeah, I agree. I feel like we not only are missing the summer, but here in DC, it's a little bit different because we just had a like 80 degree Saturday. And then on Sunday, it poured down raining. So Mother Nature clearly doesn't want us to stay in one mood. She wants to continuously just let us adjust to how she feels, if you want to call it that.
0: Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. For sure. For sure. So you said you were holding your daughter?
1: Yeah, uh, Skylar. She is currently falling asleep in my arms for a moment while her mom is eating dinner. And then I All get to pawn right. her off on her mommy. So we can talk about rebuilding trust and intimacy because that's going to be a very, very potent topic.
0: I'm actually really excited about it and actually did. I searched for almost an hour today for a uh-huh. recent like study on the comment... Like, how common is trust issues, how how common are intimacy issues, how, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And believe it or not, there's really outside of religious things like Q research.org, I think is what it's called. Uh, There's not a whole lot of new information. But, you know, speaking for somebody that's in the industry, as far as life coaching and stuff, it's a common issue. So I'm super excited to be talking about it with you.
1: Yeah, me too. Uh, honestly, like I get a lot of the advice and stuff like that from columns or Reddit. But the issue is Reddit's kind of a dumpster fire because it's just people giving their personal interest instead of the actual truth or studies. And no one actually yes. has any like background in it. It's just thought. Yes. the same way Twitter is when people. You get on, a, you know, you get on Twitter one day and everybody's in a bad mood. It's like, well, I guess I'm going to have a bad mood, too. So I kind of like stay away from that now. Yeah. Like, I've never found like a actual forum or a website where it's just people discussing relationships, intimacy and things like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I found some, I thought I did find some cool articles that I will reference and I can even send you on Insta the links and stuff. If you want, that came from like psychology today and that kind of stuff. But it's really funny that you say that about Reddit because that is a common topic that I talk about with Uh, with clients or even with friends, girlfriends, whatever about like, who are you getting Mm -hmm. your advice from? Like, do they have a relationship that you want to have? If they're in a miserable rigor mortis, like they they're together, but they hate each other. Like that's not the person (laughs) to take relationship advice from, Mm -hmm. but it is probably the person that they would be feel the most comfortable for venting about their partner too, which actually is a trust breaker. But yeah. So like qualifying, I should say, Um, you know, qualifying um, where you're getting your, uh, you know, advice from is super important. Yeah, It says there's somebody is waiting in line to talk with us.
1: Oh boy. Well, here's the thing. So some people, when they jump in, it's a situation where they accidentally press the wrong button so them jumping in would kind of end the call. So it's more so just a mistake on their part. And they can leave voicemails, okay. but they can't really jump into the talk. So it, this okay. platform See, has changed I'm, I'm like maybe like under a week oh, go ahead. on stereo. Yeah. Sorry. Well, here's the thing. In the week that you've been here, this app has changed like three times. Um, I don't know what they're striving for, really, but it, it's, it's hit or miss. Um, They started to make it like a monetization type of thing, which I feel like it's not going to make the engagement any better. But the thing is, more people are going to have conversations. Um, And hopefully, like there will be people who are life coaches and things like that that have moments like you are now about to have where you can actually talk to someone instead of, you know, doing what everybody else does and gets on social media. And they don't get to say anything right because like texting is so impersonal, if you want to call it that.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Well, and you know, I have listened, I've done a couple of talks myself on here, mm-hmm. um, but I've done a lot of listening in and it's definitely a challenge. I know whenever some people, you know, cause some of the ones that I did were just like meeting up with random people or getting paired up mm-hmm. with random people and having a conversation. Um, whereas, you know, we obviously... Talked about what we were going to talk about, made plans, and wanted to make sure that it was quality content, because exactly. I guess that's what I think about whenever I get on a place like this, where it's like, I want to I want to walk away with something that's going to improve my life. You know
1: what I mean? Absol- absolutely. Trust yeah. me. When I saw you, I was like, oh, great. Like, yeah, she knows what she's talking about. More importantly, she has some humor. It's not like really just like structured stuff. There's going to be some laughs, some ha-ha's. But with you the first time I talked to you, it's oh, like yeah. oh yeah, like she's just not your average joke. So I'm, I'm excited.
0: Well, I'm so I'm so excited that you reached out to me, and I guess that was actually one of the things that you that we said that we wanted to talk about was like how we met each other. And you reached out yeah. to me on Instagram, but do you remember which talk it was? Because you said you had heard me on here
1: yeah oh my god like I I forgot which one you were actually I want to say you were in one of mine and then I was like, okay like who is she and I saw a couple other chats it's like okay which chat was it that you know but you've had a few so I I want to say it wasn't the Duran talk but that was like really quick it was either Duran or the Firewater one that you had it's like oh well that's great like she obviously has like good conversation good talking points but more importantly you keep the flow so even when they had something going on it's like oh great like she can kind of like cover it while people are like me dealing with the kid or honestly trying to put them to bed
0: (laughs) yeah yeah well and that's kind of like you know the dynamic between co-hosts on on a regular radio show it's like you got to make sure that you know if they've got a sneeze or you know pick a wedgie or whatever
1: (laughs) that that you keep things going
0: and there's (laughs) not just like dead (laughs) airspace
1: Oh, yeah. Usually, like with this app, it makes it perfect because I tell people who listen in that whenever we start playing like voice notes, that's usually the drink change. It's like, oh, great. Like it's time to, you know, change the liquor bottle or, you know, go and get yourself okay. some water, use the bathroom or something like that. So, yeah. So, this is perfect. But yeah. basically, like, obviously, I followed you on Instagram. I was like, okay, do I really want to message her about this? I don't want to, ke- you know, come off as a creep about it. So, I was like, let me just message her, see what she says. And then you're like, oh, well, I, I want to talk. And then next thing you know, we're here. So, It's good that there are, you know, there are still forms that aren't completely tainted, like Reddit and Twitter, where you can actually reach people who don't want to be on those platforms because they feel like it's kind of like, you know, run its course to the fact that like Mm -hmm. trolls are on there now instead of like actual Mm -hmm. genuine people. And you don't want to keep talking. Yeah, you don't want to talk to your peers on Facebook or stuff like that. So it's like, wow, like stereo has the platform now where you're able to just talk to somebody who's genuine even though you've never met that person a day in your life so yeah and it's so
0: awesome and for me as an like i'm a ambivert so equally extroverted and introverted um and but i've missed like in the beginning of quarantine i loved like like okay tell me to stay in my house like you just gave me permission to like not go anywhere and then I started realizing how much I missed interacting and engaging with people and then realizing that okay the only people I'm interacting and engaging with are people that I that I've known and I haven't met anybody new and then literally came across this app and I was like this this is awesome so
1: yeah Trust me, I was the same way. When the COVID thing first kicked off, I told myself, I was like, oh, this is perfect. All I have to do is stay in the house. I can do my work. I don't have to go out to you know, drive to the office. I don't have to commute. And then when the baby got here, it's like, oh, this is perfect. I get to spend like all those moments that she would probably have in daycare at home. So mm-hmm. it just made life a little bit easier. But then around like the end of September, I was like, do I miss going to work? And then obviously we got a whole bunch of casework for work. And it's like, you know, what? actually, I don't miss being there. So I'll do whatever it can to, you know, whatever I can to actually stay at home, which I appreciate. Yeah. But I still miss like going to the bar to watch football on Sundays or hanging out with my friends. And I have friends now that still say, hey, Greg, why don't you come out and we can spend time? But I'm just honestly scared to catch anything at this point. So I just stay in the house yeah. and I say, FaceTime. So you say stereo me? That sounds kind of weird, but you know what I mean. Yeah,
0: no, I totally get it. I totally get it for sure. So where, like, where are you? I'm in Southwest Missouri, but like, where are you in the country? Oh, so,
1: so I am in DC, so I'm definitely in the heart of things. um Things oh change goodness. here, okay, kind so of I like totally yeah um, Yeah, okay. I've lived here all my life. I went to school in West Virginia, and then I came back. Uh, basically, I just. I wanted to change. So I went to West Virginia. I was like, oh, that's too much of a change. It was like drastic. So then I came back here and I was like, well, even D.C. changed from the last time I've seen it. You know, there was obviously gentrification mm-hmm. and then obviously like politics. But More importantly, like, you know, the people that I hung out with, I didn't, like, don't hang out with them anymore. And I grew a new bunch of friends, which gave me more perspective on the fact that I wasn't spending enough time in D.C., So, like, Mm -hmm. the monument, I never really wanted to walk on the monument or the Lincoln Memorial, like, all the memorials, I felt like, I'm not, I live here, I can just always do those things, but you never really appreciate them until somebody that, you know, is from out of town or a friend that just moved to D.C., they say, hey, Greg, why don't you, you know, come out and see this, like, wow, like, I didn't realize this was here. More importantly, I would have never come here if it wasn't for someone else, so D.C. is one of those special places, I guess.
0: Yeah, totally. When I totally understand, because you guys have a a higher count than we do in Southwest Missouri, we're pretty much open and inspected business as usual, other than, you know, um, know, people wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. We don't have a mandate or anything, but yeah. So anyway.
1: Now, question, what what's the mask situation? Like, are you comfortable at this point just going out and about with mask even after this thing is over? Like after COVID is over? Well, you say, you know what, I'm actually yes. comfortable wearing a mask now, so I'll just wear it normally. So
0: I literally have never worn a mask. Um and mm-hmm. that I um fairly certain that I actually had COVID back in, actually this time last year, it just came up on my Facebook memories because Mm -hmm. we had what we thought was just a severe cold and I've had pneumonia before. Um, and it's just one of those things where I grew up on, like my immune system is pretty good. And it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what, I'm the same way with, um, as far as like running without pepper spray or a handgun or a taser Mm -hmm. or anything. I'm like, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go. Um, but at exactly. the same time, I haven't been around anybody that, you know, would be immunocompromised or like in the older population or whatever. So it's like, mm-hmm. I haven't really gone back home or whatever, but I'm one of those, like, you know, live and let live kind of things without trying to stir the pot too much. Kind, you know, exactly. does that make sense? Like, I, like, I'm always oh. very careful about what I say about masks, because I don't care if you do, mm-hmm. I don't care if you don't. I've always just cared about the shaming and the bullying people back and forth. Like if you feel safer, yeah, yeah, exactly. then by all means, if you don't feel safer, then by all means, like whatever, you know what I mean? And obviously don't see yeah. like
1: people. Like. Yeah. Like that, that's my thing too. Like as long as you are protecting you, the nine, out of 10, you're protecting others by just either keeping your distance, wearing them out, whatever you do to make you comfortable, I'm sure everybody else will be comfortable or they'll just move out of the way. That's how it should be carried. More importantly, that's what, I do. I just stay in the house. Yes. Um. I don't mind being in the house. When I go to the grocery store, I go get what I need to get, and I come back home. If I go mm-hmm. to like go visit my grandmother, it's the same thing. I don't like. I don't make more moves than I have to. That I would mm-hmm. normally make, like you know, five or ten years ago or something like that. But wait, we have two voicemails. Yeah. How do we? Get oh, we do. Go for it. oh, let's see. What's the first one? Best way
0: to sort out of your trust is lose yourself out. Hundred percent, lose mm. your
1: self doubt with trust. Yep. Yeah. Let's see. What's the you? You sound like so much like Cardi B. Not gonna lie, you sound like Cardi B. Just, just saying, bro. I have no clue what that means, but okay. Uh, you sound I know who like Cardi B or is. I sound like Cardi B. I, I, I would assume he's saying that I sound like Cardi B, which is crazy because it's just the DC accent. But you'll get used to it after like five minutes. It's just like, oh well, certain things and afflictions, he says, are completely different from what I'm used to, but you'll get used to it. So maybe that's what he means, but yeah. So I guess for the people who are just, yeah, the people who are just joining this stereo, this stereo live, whatever you want to call it, um, this is actually considered to be called rebuilding trust and intimacy, which a lot of people don't consider. And more importantly, people don't really think about when it comes to their peers and their partners. you know, Ash and I already had a introduction to it and we drew up a docket for you guys, but we want you to engage as well. We want you to leave voice notes, tell us how you feel, how you think, and more importantly, challenge us on our opinions. That way we might gain a different perspective on, obviously, trust and intimacy. So I, th- I think that's a good lead in. Uh, yeah, totally. So, totally, for sure. The
0: expert. Um, and, I, and so... Do it. Do we we give you the background, or are we? I don't know how structured you want to be as far as like bullet point number one, (laughs) bullet point number two, or if we're just gonna kind of go with the flow.
1: Yeah, I was gonna go with the flow. I just figured if I just give them like the base, then everybody else can just figure it out. Yeah. You want to take it from me?
0: Okay, hundred percent. Well, I kind of want to give a little bit of background about me. (laughs) Um. Go for it. Go I, ahead. so that people know because we were just talking about like qualify the people that you're getting advice from. <laughs> so I feel like I should yeah, get some qualifiers yeah, yeah. out there. So um I mm. was born life coaching. I know that sounds really weird, but um just have always rooted for the underdog and wanted to help people, have always always looked for the silver lining and everything, but really truly uh started looking into human potential and behavioral change and all that kind of stuff, Um, psychology, yada, 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 whenever I was 14, trying to make sense of the madness that was my life. Um, Lost my father when I was five to AIDS during the AIDS epidemic. He was a heroin and a methamphetamine addict. Had a horrible relationship with my mother. It's amazing now. Um, and then just, you know, continue to go through some crazy stuff. And so I formally started life coaching um, back in 2012. If you guys want to Google me, you can Google Ashwise Battling Bear. I started a viral campaign that changed the way that the globe handles post traumatic stress. And since then, I've really started focusing on women. So, um, you know, I, I'm known as the Inner Empress Activator because I rem- help women to remember their power, their strength, and their beauty. Um, while also aligning with their passions to transform their life into a pleasure fest rather than a sex fest. Um, so my, mm. I primarily work with women, but I do relationship intimacy and sex coaching as well. And trust and intimacy are a huge, 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 huge issue because we've never been taught how, you know, it, it boils down to authenticity. Like what, um, with the guy before at the voice message, you know, lose yourself Mm -hmm. doubt, and then you have trust, and then you have intimacy. If you have a challenge trusting other people, or you're tolerating behavior that says that you should, you know, that trusting them is not okay, that's indicative of something that's going on inside of us. Um, So Mm. basically, especially with our intimate relationships, it's a mirror to what's going on inside of us. So I will stop right now. But that's a little bit of my background, just so that people know that I'm not like a pseudo-scientist weirdo
1: that's making shit up as I go (laughs) (laughs) oh oh no I I think they believe you and they gotta just uh me I'm I'm the person that is here I'm just excited to be in the same like space with you I've never done a thing where I've sat across from someone and let them like teach me not just about myself but more importantly just Mm -hmm. to learn about the other gender so you know learn about women more and even as a married man they tell you that You never stop learning, and trust me, I I learned stuff today. And I'm like, wait, I didn't know that nine years ago. So, like, there's certain things for me. I'm like, okay, great. Talking to you came on like the perfect time, the perfect year, the perfect date. So, I'm ready for this. (laughs) I'm completely ready. Yeah,
0: I'm excited. I'm excited too. So, I guess we should just like, let's dive into first defining trust. And defining you know, um, intimacy because and, – and primarily more – trust is kind of a no-brainer. Um, but at the same time, it's so mm-hmm. important for each individual to – you for you to identify what is trust to you. Just because Webster's Dictionary – or Mary Webster's Dictionary says it one way. Or, you know, the preacher, the teacher, the pastor, the politician, mom, dad, grandma – define it a certain way you have to you know identify how you define it and then like with intimacy there's so many of us especially you know i'm 37 years old and i grew up in a family where you know mom and dad were not my mom and my stepdad were not very affectionate in front of us um so like you know like for me the longest time i just thought well i want to have an intimate relationship and that means that we're having sex all the time and we're holding hands and we're kissing and yeah there is a form of intimacy but it's actually the depth of your connection with another person, like trust fall style. If I do a trust fall, are they going to catch me or am I going to knock my noggin on the floor behind Mm me? Um, And you just like have that connection. It's the finishing each other's sentences. It's the, uh, you know, being somewhere else and just getting that weird niggly feeling and going, my partner needs a phone call or, hey, what's up? I was worried about you because I just got this weird feeling or whatever. Um, So Mm -hmm. that's how I define intimacy before we go into it. But Have you, have you ever sat and defined that stuff for yourself
1: or how, or how do you? Well, as I was listening to you, I was trying to figure out like what my definition would be. And for me to be 33, the fact that I've never actually, and, you know, asked myself that question is like, wow, like no one actually ever sits down and says that question to themselves. So I was like, okay, what, like, what's the smallest thing for me that, you know, would make me trust someone and, Honestly, mm-hmm. it's just the ability to communicate with them. Maybe that's why I'm like so attached to this app, being able to communicate to someone and know that everything doesn't yeah. feel like they're like they're jaded about something or more importantly, like they're gonna judge me by something that I've said. So that right there, communication to oh, me is key, obviously. And Honestly, if people can make me laugh, like I'm like instantly like, okay, you're cool. And hopefully you're cool with me. So obviously there's that. But if they can introduce me to other people that are like genuine good people, I'm like, okay, they keep themselves around positive people. So they must be a positive person as well, which in turn is like, that's what I want more of, which is positive people. So, and then, I mean, yeah, you. That's amazing. Well, and
0: that's one of the things I wanted to chime in too, with understanding the opposite sex. They're so mm-hmm. often that women will say to their partner, why aren't you romantic? And I'm saying it because I'm saying it the way that I say it to like when I'm being a whiny mm-hmm. brat, because even as a, you know, an expert, quote unquote, with, you know, 23 years of experience in this, I can still be a pain in my partner's butt because that's what we do. Like whenever you're with mm-hmm. your partner, um, sometimes, and a lot of times women will be, I want you to be romantic. Like, why aren't you romantic? And what they're actually asking for is intimacy because mm-hmm. a lot of times guys just think their physical presence in the in the room is enough um because maybe they've hit their word quota for the day because men communicate differently yep. you know than than women for sure and women just want to talk about things and then they want to re-talk about things and men also don't tend to understand that women reassurance like almost constantly until uh self esteem and confidence is is stabilized again and that's just part of men having this beautiful ability to hold space for their partner so that she can like really fully blossom. And then she does it in in return in a healthy dynamic. I mean, obviously we have unhealthy, you know, stuff like narcissism and codependency and all of that other kind of stuff. But whenever a woman is asking for romance to anybody that's listening to, she's asking for Mm -hmm. intimacy. And that is connection in, in the way that like the leveling, I don't know if you remember um, years ago, it's probably a decade ago, the Love Languages, the Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, yep. I believe, was hugely popular and just understanding that sometimes it's sitting and holding, you know, quality time is sitting and holding your partner's hand. Other times it's, you know, communication. Other times it's gift giving. Other times it's going and trying something new. Um, and just knowing that it's like giving and receive, you know, giving the, the love to your partner, building intimacy in a way, accept it. you know, or, or exactly. language that they understand the best. Does that make
1: sense? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's crazy. I, I don't want to like take away from the point. It was just like, for me, like I had to stop completely listening to men, like you said, who had unhealthy habits. So, you know, even yes. your peers, like if they just seem like they're just like, to- I don't want to say toxic, cause that's like an overused word, but like you said, unhealthy, yeah. like they have unhealthy habits, the way that they talk about women, the way that they treat women, more importantly, like Twitter. That for me, I always result into talking about that is because one, it's the platform I would like to get like my ideas from, and people start quickly. But every time mm-hmm. I get on there, it's like, wow, it, it's always the battle of the sexes, the war of words. But then no one actually says, you know what? I learned new information from you. So and it's usually well, the guys. And the, maybe it just yeah. Well,
0: and the biggest challenge yeah. is, you know, when you're talking about toxic masculinity, it's actually. Mm-hmm imbalance on humanity because I, we have been in for about 5,000 years, if you really, really want to do it uh, in a, in, in what some people call the patriarchy, but I like to call it like the hyper masculine where God's mm-hmm. a man, the leaders were a man. I mean, women weren't allowed to have a voice for a really long time. And so we talk a lot about that, but we do also, and how the feminine side of women has gone, has gone away, but to be a man right now is super challenging because there's so much that you're not like men are allowed to feel anger and laughter. They're allowed to be strong. I mean, there's only certain aspects of masculinity, which is why it's imbalanced or toxic. Um, exactly. And, uh, I'm closing my door just cause we have the, <laughs> the kiddos playing. Um, yeah. And so it's like, and that's what also hinders, hinders intimacy. Like the only way that's actually acceptable for socially acceptable by the masses for men to be intimate is sex. Like get that Mm -hmm. pussy kind of a thing just to be exactly how it is. Whereas what women are craving is, you know, like, and and this is, I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself a little bit, but like one practice that you can do with your partner is literally sitting Indian style or sitting in chairs facing each other and making holding hands if you want to, but making eye contact in silence for five minutes. It's Mm going to feel really, really awkward, but you will both feel like you've been seen for the first time in your entire life because I promise you, you've Mm -hmm. never done it. Five minutes feels like an eternity, but it is one of the best things. And that's how simple it is to build intimacy because 90% of communication Mm -hmm. is nonverbal. And if you feel seen and she feels seen, a lot of times women and uh, couples will have the best sex of their life after that because they've actually Mm -hmm. connected. And there's other things you can do, like matching your breathing and that kind of stuff, Um, but you're getting on the same wavelength. And then it's just little things like that and and committing to that kind of an intimacy practice where once a week you do this. And a lot of times couples that commit to this, were like, no, well, shit, it's Tuesday. We're doing our intimacy practices But then Mm. at the end of it, you feel so much better because life gets busy. We feel disconnected, you know, whatever.
1: Does that make sense? Do I feel like, like, I don't know if I'm making sense. Oh, no, you, you are. So basically I'm like trying to parse it, like committing to instant, uh, intimacy practices, kind of like how you would a workout, you know, you go to the gym like two or three times a week, you might want to do the same thing for your intimacy and your relationships. Is that like similar or is that very similar? Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Very similar. It's just, it's building, it's just building the habit um, of, of connection because it is so yeah. easy. And, you know, that now that you have, a, you know, a baby and stuff too, it's so to get lost in the dishes and the laundry and the vacuuming and the paying the bills and the getting the stuff done at work and the oh crap, I gotta call my mom and um you know, all all of those things that we just forget. And then there's a lot of times that the partner, whether you're man you know, you're a man or you're a woman, feel like um, but I hear this most often from women actually, feel like you're a <laughs> doughhead head on the wall or the trophy buck on the yeah. wall. Like, okay, you Mm -hmm. had the hunt, you had the kill, and now you own me. And maybe all you have to do is vacuum me off every once in a while. But, you know, when you're dealing with a living, breathing human being, you have to work on that connection because your relationship is like a river, it's always flowing. And Mm -hmm. so you have to, you know, keep checking in. It's weekly, you know, weekly is the best. Um, Daily is even better if you can. And it doesn't have to be this big, long, formal thing, it can just be like, honestly, how is your day? You know, and and carving Mm -hmm. out that time where I'm putting my cell phone away and um, Mm -hmm. my partner's putting his cell phone away and we're, you know, taking and especially look each other in the eye because I'm sure you probably can like look back over the last month and even though you've been at home, Mm -hmm. there's been six, seven, eight hours of your day where you might not have even looked at your wife, but you're in the same house.
1: Yeah, so it's just making that conscious effort. It, it's It's definitely crazy because like not only do I agree I see it just when someone actually like pinpoints you like, wow, I know exactly when that happened today or you know recently where that's happened mm-hmm. so like not being able to you know we obviously live together and you know I'm working, she's working so you don't really get the connection or the time spent and then when you do it's like oh, it's because you're laying down together and you're about to go to sleep or you know you have an intimate time or something like that or you're in my case around the baby but it's like is that still enough? So I guess my question to you would be like, even though you're doing you wanna like have daily and weekly time to spend and not like assess each other, but more so just to like have intimacy practices, like what are some ways of, you know, maybe like periodically throughout the day say, Hey, this is you know, I just wanna show you some affection, gratitude, and more importantly, just like talk to you more throughout the day.
0: Okay, so with that, and and, and I wanna give the reason why, because like the best, mm. uh, it's having the leverage to, okay, yeah, yeah, I hear you, but why do I need to be doing this? Not doing it can can be, a, um, if you've ever heard somebody say like your actions scream so loudly, I cannot hear your words. Um, and actions do yep. louder than words. So you're in a relationship with somebody and you're busy and you're not setting aside this time. Especially if a woman and or a man has been cheated on in the past, or they've dealt with you know um, whatever, they might read into that because oh they're not connecting with me, so they're connecting with somebody else, which is indicative of their own you know self esteem issues or self confident issues or unhealed trust or whatever. But the, so the reason why is because again the river is always flowing; it's either flowing toward where it to go or or away from where you you know you want it to go, and so it's putting in that effort to steer it to get, I, I guess I should say like your, like your boat, you're the boat in the ri- in the river. And so you want to make sure exactly. that you're navigating it. Like you don't just get in a sailboat and set the sails and like, okay, we're going to be in China tomorrow. You got to <laughs> you know pay attention and you got to nurture it. Same thing like with the child. So we have to have that, you know, that mentality. So as far as You know the most successful relationships that are out there—they continue with the habits that they started with. So if you remember Mm -hmm. back in the romantic phase, whenever you had all of the in love cocktail of hormones going through your body, um, you know, and it was, "Hey, beautiful, hey, baby, how you doing?" And you talked, you know, or you texted once an hour or whatever. I'm not saying do it at that level, or it was the, it was the good morning text, or it was a good night text, or whatever. And say you. God, schedule that reminder in your phone. Mm-hmm. And literally, I mean, we have the, you know, and, and there's no excuses, honestly, because I hear some guys say like, oh, I have really big thumbs and it's hard for me to type on, that, to type on my phone or whatever. Okay, send a voice message. That actually means more than a text message anyway. Um, yeah. Or leave the little post-it note or, or whatever. It's the little things that do not cost any money. They just cost your time that go the longest way. And then some of the other things are try something new. Like it's so easy for us to get into a relationship and then you get into a habit. And in fact, that's one of the biggest issues that couples with sex issues are facing whenever it's not a physiological thing, like, like, you know, child dysfunction or whatever. It's because uh, sex is the same. It's not exciting anymore. You know, like, or going out. I mean, my, uh, my non-husband and I actually were just talking about this because we have this favorite Mexican restaurant that we go to and we literally Mm -hmm. order the same food every single time. It's our favorite, but occasionally we will try something else, but it can get boring Mm -hmm. and be like, I don't want that anymore. You know what I mean? And so it's trying Mm -hmm. something new. And whenever you're in that place, that also builds vulnerability and have it be something that neither one of you have done. Like, I mean and I know COVID's a thing right now but like one example is go hatchet throwing. I know that sounds really yeah. crazy but it's actually a lot of fun and also be patient with any resistance you men might get from women who are like, "Oh, I don't want to do that" or you know whatever because they think that they shouldn't like it. Um, or, mm-hmm. or something silly like going, you know, bowling or or geocaching Or whatever, (laughs) trying something new is so important because you're both having that new experience and making memories together. So, and then one Mm -hmm. of the other things is um, spending time, like, what are we going to talk about kind of a thing, is spend time reminiscing. I mean, like, one of my favorite conversations that I have with Mike is when we met, because I literally fell in love with him when I first met him. He is my twin flame. I ordered him up from the universe and, and a, a paid, you know, six journal pages. That's not even a lie. Um, it took from 2013, <laughs> me writing it to meet him in 2000 and on May the 4th, 2000 whenever I met him and we can remember exactly like the minutia of that, but cannot remember the first time we told each other that we love each other seriously, but Mm -hmm. we love reminiscing about that and, and get into how it felt. And, you know, the first time you saw your girl and, you know, like you got a little bit of, you know, like that sparkle that happens. And, you know, if there was any turn on or, or I, you know, and what did you remember? Like, how did she smell? How did she look? Was there something cute and quirky and funny about her smile? Same thing with you you know, with, with women talking to men. I mean, I, mm-hmm. to this day with Mike, sometimes I'm like, you need to turn around so I can look at your butt. We've been together five years and I'll do it in front of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, and that's just one of the other things too. It's like be, being, what is it? I don't want to like- say praise because it's not praise, but just noticing those things about your partner and then remembering the things that you love because it's also really easy and women will do this a lot too. You're in love with your man. You you start living together and then it becomes like, why the hell can't he put his clothes in the hamper instead of on the floor beside the hamper? And I mean, that's yep. a valid argument, but at the same time, it didn't bother you for the first two years that you guys were together because you were just appreciative of the fact that you had to pick those clothes up because he was physically present in your life. And then the same thing with, like, the weird quirky things that, you know, now drive men nuts about their female partner. It goes both ways. So it's just remembering where things were in the beginning and then building on that depth. And then um, another thing that you can actually do is, you know, physical touch. Like, you know, it's – and I've done it, too, whenever, um, you know, we have – Mike has four grown children and then together we have a blended family of four. So that's eight kids plus all of the stuff, you mm-hmm. know, going around, you know, as far as like their football and all that kind of stuff. And so it becomes really easy to get in the habit of just being like the, you know, kiss love you bye thing and not actually mm-hmm. holding hands, not actually hugging, not actually, you know, physically touching. Couples that actually cuddle together, by the way, get physically addicted to each other because we release dopamine, we release serotonin, we release all of these really cool things whenever you're actually being physically cuddly. And, you know, mm. some people will say schedule sex, some people don't like that. But I recommend if you're dealing with an intimacy issue on in that aspect, um, and that can be a whole other conversation too, is commit to having sex every day for 30 days. Or commit to having sex once a week for six months, or three times a week, whatever it is, you know, and actually schedule it to get in that habit. And then your body's actually going to be getting in the habit of being painted on now, or whatever. Does that make sense? Like at first, it might feel a little fake and a little inauthentic, but mm-hmm. that is something that you can that you can help. But you know, at the end of the day, one of the biggest things that you can do is having that communication and being being vulnerable. So even download some of these silly apps that are there about the, you know, would you rather games or, you know, that that ask questions that help guide you because that's how you learn is by seeking outside. I mean, think about it. Like we went to school and we read textbooks and we got outside knowledge
1: to, to help us go. Okay. Makes sense. And I know I've been talking for a long time, so I'm going to shut up. Oh no, you're you're fine. I I want to pose that question to the listeners. So there are people in the room now and we are going to play that voicemail, but I want you to phrase the question of committing to having sex for a certain time, just, you know, so the people who are listening, they can choose which one might be best for their relationships. Like, would you rather have sex once a week for six months? And I forgot the other one. So you said once a week for six months. Um, So there's
0: some people that will commit to having sex every single day for 30 days. There's some people that I've seen and read about people doing sex every single day for 90 days, 365 days. Um, and mm-hmm. what's cool about those challenges is that it really does force you to start thinking outside the box and having those conversations where you need to be vulnerable, vulnerable about desires and and you know fetishes or, or fantasies and that kind of stuff. But once a day, yep. every day for thir- for thirty days, once a week for six months, or three times a week for six months. I mean, it doesn't matter the amount of time.
1: So that is the question that is being posed by, of course, this is the question that's being posed by Ash. Do you want to have sex every day for 30 days or once a week for six months or three times a week for six months? In order to build your intimacy trust so that is the question that she poses to you guys i, I want to hear because i'm i'm intrigued to see how much sex people obviously want to have because we'll, we'll get to intimacy later but more importantly this is i guess building more than just the intimate at you know the intimate aspect of it but more so trust as well with your partner so i, I want to hear well from and others. if you're coming
0: in, i do want to chime in and say though if you're coming in off of like somebody just cheated, this is not something to jump right into. Like and, there's yeah. groundwork before, you know, it's like, I used to train horses too. And um, it's actually what I got mm-hmm. my degree in. Um, and, you know, before you throw a saddle on the back of that horse, you're building trust and doing groundwork, living the foundation to be able to get up, you know, and, and ride the horse again. And so okay. I would say like if you're dealing with, and I want to, you know, I think we, we had already t- said that we were going to talk about it too, but the rebuilding mm. trust, like what I'm saying this is to maintain and to enhance, but if it's actually been broken because of infidelity, um, then that's a, that's a different path and can and shoots and land shoots and ladders or candy land that you need to take. Does that, mm. Hopefully that makes oh, sense.
1: I like that. I, I like that. I, I like that. So yeah, that's, that's the twang I need that. Wow. So you have like little quick, like quips that I like. So I I like, oh boy, let's play this voicemail first and then we'll get.
0: I totally agree. I mean, my parents have been married for like 49 years and they've never really been intimate in front of us, but it's just so much in what they do um, that. Hey, do you have the Wi Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance.